0: Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep?
1: Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference.
0: Because otherwise I can get a
1: little bit overwhelmed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. When it comes to preparing for parenthood, Mother Nature gives women a bit of a crash course. As our babies grow in our bellies, we wake through the night either to pee or because we're uncomfortable. We get a sense of what what the baby will be like as it wriggles about in our bellies. Apart from biology, there are lots of books, websites and events geared at the mum-to-be. But what about dads? Grant Linden founded Busy Dads to help men everywhere prepare for fatherhood, and he's just launched a new meeting space, shall we say, for dads-to-be. Hi, Grant. How are you?
1: Good. Hi, Siobhan. How are you going? Good. Good.
0: You have four children. How did you prepare for your
1: first? Um, we did the traditional um, birthing courses offered by the hospital, and that was pretty good, you know, from a, like a scientific perspective. Medical perspective, and my mother was a midwife, and you know she claims, you know, her her thing is, you know, she delivered over five thousand babies in her time, and we always had midwifery manuals around the home and everything like that. And my sisters had—I'd been pretty close to some birthing experiences of my sisters and stuff like that, so I knew a bit, but you know, you you can't prepare enough. So my first, (laughs) my first one was—I felt slightly confident, but. There was so much that was brand new. Yeah. You know?
0: Why did you start this? I'm I'm calling it a meetup, but I'll let you explain what it is in a mm. minute. You've started a new thing called, it's Busy Dads, your company, but new dads.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is it and why did you think there's a need for it?
1: It's great. You know, like I love being rendered um, choiceless, you know, and- uh, You do? (laughs) Yeah, I do. It it makes me get stuff done, you know, (laughs) like there's nothing like a deadline, especially when it's from somebody else, you know, and I um, have been working closely with Nadine Richardson who um, has she births and also uh, I've been running my own birth education for men called Birthing for Blokes. And in amongst that, and even just opening up a conversation either on the side of the football pitch or with mums waiting in line to pick up their kids at school and everything, you know, the, the need for men to do secret men's business, but based around what is traditionally woman's business, right, if that makes sense, um, is massive. And no matter how prepared you can be and on how conscious and aware and connected and involved in the process you can be, nothing prepares you for the gear changes as effectively as you would like it to be, you know? So, and those gear changes are in your relationship, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your working life and your social life. Um, All of those things, you know, and there's great preparation that can be done, yes, but, you know, I call it the shell shock, and that's the only way I can kind of describe it, because there's a lot of guys out there with heads in their hands, you know, who have recently become fathers, who it's just... Can be quite daunting and confusing and overwhelming for them. And
0: they don't have anyone to talk to, really.
1: Well, you know, we just had this conversation before going on air. You know, guys are the, you know, traditionally, guys are the last people to put their hand up and say, hey, I need to talk about something, you know, particularly to their wives and, and possibly to their mates. And traditionally, guys have spoken about things that really matter to them, possibly in a sort of like a, a more social, um, an easier environment, so it might be over a beer, you know, or they might touch lightly on something, maybe in the surf or at the footy or something. But as far as really going into that stuff and feeling okay about sharing that stuff, you know, um, in a place, you know, in, in a supportive, non-judgmental uh, environment, there hasn't really been many uh, opportunities for men to do this.
0: Because it, it does, does sound a lot like what you're proposing here is like a, a mother's group for dads.
1: Exactly. I mean, you, know, you wouldn't say
0: that to them, would you?
1: No. <laughs> 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 but we do have a kettle and there is a biscuit. But Because
0: um, I've got to say, even be- mm. before I had um, my eldest daughter, my Darcy, I, I was really anti-mothers group they sounded mm. horrific places to me because Mm-mm. it felt it sounded like it was full of judgment and competition and things like that and I found exactly the opposite to be true mm. my mother's group helped me survive that part of parenting and they're still a very big support network for me Mm-mm. but there was that that space for men is completely empty
1: Mm-mm. we don't
0: set those things up for dads
1: totally and, and for me so four years ago my third child arrived, my beautiful daughter, and in amongst all of that, you know, I've always, I've had the catcher's mid on for every one of my kids, you know, and been really closely involved in that whole process. And in chatting with midwives, and I've I've also been pretty fortunate to have at least one consistent midwife for wow. all of my children.
0: Wow. Wow, that's right? impressive. Which is
1: really impressive and, and beautiful. But just in literally in the side, sideways chat that you have, like when you're in between contractions, <laughs> right, the chat and the stories that I've heard from midwives about how either how um, removed, sometimes catatonically, right, removed um, a man can be in the birthing process or how too overzealous a man can be in that birthing process as well. Really inspired me to firstly do birthing for blokes um, because to me that screams out that there's a need for men to know more about self-management and awareness, right? Um, But then following that, it's like, well, what seems to be probably more important right now, not more important in general, is to get together with the men who have had these experiences and actually do the debrief and do the defrag. And I've been fortunate enough to sort of have some really strong, conscious and um, supportive role models and mentors in my life as a dad and as a man. You know, and I've sought those people, I've you know, I've seeked those people out and, um, Particularly in a group of men that I, I meet with regularly now, it really inspired me to then to action busy dads, new dads. You know, and it's funny because for so long I deliberated over the name of the group and how am I going to define the group? Is it a men's group? You know, because <laughs> the, the the name, the term men's group would send a thousand blokes running, Yeah, you know, and me, me too, actually, yeah. you know, some yep. time ago. So it's not a men's group per se, you know, where we get naked and beat a drum and <laughs> and and walk over flames and stuff, you know, um, and and we're not doing any ancient rituals per se. It's it's literally a circle of men who and we go through protocol. You know, there's there's absolute protocol um, that men need to commit to, which is, you know, safe space and, and a completely supportive space. And, and we need people to be completely present when they're there. And, um, so there is certainly protocol, you know, and structure to the group, but it is an opportunity for men to a share their stories and to connect with other men who, um, you know, it's funny when you get in a group of men or a group of people, you know, who are there for a particular purpose. When somebody starts speaking about their experience, how many ahas happen around the room or me too's, you know, like wowzers, I had that too. I thought I was all alone, blah, 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 blah. Right? It's
0: funny you say that because I feel like that must be, that sounds like a common experience for women, for me anyway, there's yeah. been lots of opportunities. What I'm really curious about I love the idea. I love that you're not calling it a men's group. Mm. I'm still curious how you get men to come to something like that. I don't know yeah. anyone. Yeah. I don't know any men that would say, <clears throat> hey, I, I might do this just because mm. it's, it's not something they're familiar with.
1: Mm. Well, it's, it's funny because tickets are starting to sell, which is great. And I've ticketed it on Eventbrite because, A, it's a really trusted platform, but it's necessary, too. I have to manage numbers. You know, we're not in a massive space. And also, when if a group gets too big, you know, energetically, it's not as contained and as potent. And, of course, because it costs money to hire spaces and it costs money for biscuits and tea. <laughs> but um, how do you get men to, to an event like this? Well, I have some incredibly supportive networks. They are predominantly women-focused you know, woman's focused networks. But um, it's like birthing for blokes. And I remember you asked me ages ago when I first started doing um, being on the parent panel with you, you know, how do women, how do men end up being in birthing for blokes courses? You know, <laughs> and it's pretty much the same answer where guys will either have a, a moment where they think, wow, I've got to do this and it's a right time, right opportunity kind of experience for them or they get kind of pushed kicking and screaming by their wives <laughs> yes. or partners, right? Or a mate is going and, and you know, there's a, a very non-confrontational, very um, easy invitation from a friend. Um, and a few, you know, varying reasons in between those. But they're kind of some of the key ways in which men arrive in those places. Um, the blurb that I've written in um, for my all my socials and everything, you know, uh, it's a pretty clear blurb that explains what the group is about and why I'm holding these groups and I think the clarity and the description of what's going to happen um, will certainly attract a a few men as well because um, it doesn't promise to be too much. No drumming, naked drumming. Not
0: yet. (laughs) (laughs) Next time. Um, So why do you, what kind of impact do you think it will have or hope it will have?
1: So my personal experience with the group that I meet with, you know, and it's not... So uh, you
0: still have a regular dad's group? like a. Yeah,
1: well, it's not... It's a men's group, you know, it's a group of men. <laughs> um, and it's, it's some of the most powerful work I've ever done, ever. And it's transformative work, you know. And it, I've seen men go from battling with, you know, incredible anxiety around particular issues in their life to really through the the connection with other men and the strength of that and the support and um, the permission that they are able to give themselves in those situations. I've seen men completely change, change in so many ways. And then, of course, the kick-on from that, you know, the knock-on effect from that is their relationships improve, you know, their working life improves. They might, you know, be on the cusp of some pretty, you know, um, solid amount of change in their life, you know, and it might be the thing that allows them to connect deeply to themselves, to get the strength that they need to kind of make that decision, you know? So you know, with these groups, you know, it's, it's really about the the support and the sense, permission's a really big thing in, in personal work. You know, and and again, the self-help world has been so, you know, and the well wellness world has been so battered about, particularly in social media. Um, but the core intention of all of the people who are involved in self-help and wellness is still really great, and what they want to do is help people. You know, and and the way in which it happens in these situations is when we give ourselves permission to do the work you know, whatever's necessary, you know, um, and that it's okay. You know, the whole, the great thing about um, Are You Okay Day and all of those movements is, and, and the start of conversation movements, you know, there's many groups who are starting conversations, which is fabulous, you know, yeah. is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's happened to you. It doesn't matter who did it or, you know, or it doesn't matter um, how you feel. It's okay. It's okay to feel like that. It's okay to feel underwhelmed. It's okay to feel, you know, completely under the pump. It's okay to feel anxious. It's okay to feel like you don't want to be a dad because it's all too much, you know. And it's also okay to share your stories of elation and wonderment and, you know, excitement and joy and, you know, all those glorious experiences that you can have as a dad as well. You know, and, and you know, as a mum, you know this so well that, you know, sometimes you don't want to look at your children <laughs>
0: because, because you're just done. And yes. all you might
1: need is to go for somewhere for an hour and do something for you and you come back and then instantly you're there again, you you know, really deeply in those relationships and all that joy comes back, you know. And as a dad, there are very particular demands on a man, you know, that are archetypal, you know, like being the provider and, and yes, we live in, you know, progressive times where, you know, the traditional roles of men have changed. And I know that, you know, your husband's, you know, you've done part of that as well. And I have too, um, stayed at home for, for periods of time. Um, but they're, they're, those archetypal um, qualities still exist in men. You know, they don't just go away in like half a generation, so that provider mechanism, I know personally that's been a, a big one for me, you know, and adding to the pressure of being a dad and and, and um, supporting your partner or your wife, you know, and trying to do all the right things by your children and looking after yourself and all, you know, the drop-down menu is pretty massive, you know, and then you put the provider hat on in that drop-down menu and that's another very particular type of pressure as well. It's it's I think it's time for men to really start looking at the fact that you don't have to be everything to everybody.
0: Yeah. Sounds like a familiar message I think all parents could probably think that but I love that you've got a dad's group. I'm gonna call it a dads group.
1: Yeah, okay. Good. Um, (laughs) You coined the term.
0: Grant, thank you so much for coming in.
1: Thank you. Thanks Siobhan
0: That's Grant Linden. He's the founder of Busy Dads. And if you'd like to know more about Grant's event, it's happening the first one is happening on Tuesday the 30th of October in Sydney. And we'll put links to more information on our website as I believe there will be more happening after that one.
1: You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it,
0: there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our
1: website. Just head to kindling.com.au.